It's Saturday night. The kids are in bed. Which means we did it. We survived another week. So let's talk about it. From our latest homebrew project. To kids crafting project. It's just talking life with two young kids and two dogs. Grab your favorite beverage. Sit back. Relax. And see where the conversation takes us. Sometimes we don't even know until we get there. This is the Craft Parenting Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Craft Parenting Podcast, the podcast about two Cincinnati craft beer lovers with a moderate parenting problem. Moderate to severe. (laughs) (laughs) Last week it was slight. I guess this week it's moderate. I mean, sometimes we have to parent parents. Sometimes we have to parent children. Sometimes we have to parent ourselves. Sometimes we have to parent each other. And the dogs. Oh, I didn't even include the dogs. That's a whole, oh my goodness. I'm going to drink some beer now. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. My name is Joe Ludwig and that voice that you hear is my lovely wife and co-host, Caroline. How's it going, Caroline? Pretty good. How's it going with you, hubs? We're here. It's Saturday. Kids are in bed. Woohoo. I shouldn't have said that out loud. No, because Elliot, our producer, was making some noise before we started recording. Executive producer. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Sorry, little dude. Executive producer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in like mild panic mode, though it won't really be much panic mode. Well, it'll be super panic mode when this episode releases. Why are you in panic mode? Because I have a craft fair November 28th, and I, I need to make sure that I've got enough stuff for it. November 28th. This podcast should release on Thanksgiving. Yeah, which would is like two days before my craft fair. So you still have some time. Not, not when people are listening to us, you will not have time. No, and the fleece that I ordered so far, like none of it has shipped. So, oh, wait, more stuff's on the way. I Sweet. Thought, I thought your mom said you got a package. Uh, that was my UC gear. Okay, a bunch of stuff is shipping in the second one. So I will be able to make a variety of blankets. Woohoo! Okay, so that's exciting. So tell everyone again what craft fair this is and where it's at and what time. So I am going to be at a craft fair at Happy Hangout, which is located at the corner of Crookshank and Anderson Ferry. They are having a craft fair. Unfortunately, the play area will not be open during the craft fair, but they actually have a ton of different vendors that are going to be there. So they're having a craft fair from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Sunday, November 28th. I'm going to put this on the blog like a bunch. And I'm going to have some handmade knit and crochet items. I'm going to have some jewelry inventory, some cross-stitch inventory. Everything pretty much is going to be priced to sell so I can get it out of my basement. But then new things that I'm adding are... Advanced. Well, that's part of my knit and crochet items. But I'm going to do little lovey blankets that our kids absolutely love that Jenna made for them. I'm going to make a bunch of those to sell, which is what all of this fleece is for. And then I guess I will also take custom orders for like full-size blankets. So right now, while we're recording, I'm weaving in ends of things that I'm going to have to sell. These are headbands at the moment. And then once I'm done with that, I'm going to panic work on a blanket for Stephen and Hillary's baby. That may or may not get done before the baby arrives. I mean, I still have a bunch of time with that, but I'm barely started on the blanket. So don't tell. I already told her the blanket might not get done before the baby gets here, but they don't care. So it's fine. Like the baby doesn't care. It may not get, it may not be done before the baby goes to college. Let's put it that way. It will be done before the baby goes to college. I will get it done before then. High school, we'll see. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Every kid needs a blanket in high school. I mean, this is going to be a really awesome baby-sized blanket, so... Gonna be as it's gonna be bigger than the blankets you made our kids. I don't think so. Nine by nine. Nine by nine squares, not nine by nine feet. Each square is like four and a half inches. That's a good size blanket. And I don't think, like I said, I would be curious to measure. Do the do the math. Oh my goodness. But this one's crochet, so it works up a lot quicker. 
So anyway, we have another great show planned out this week. We are going to talk all about Thanksgiving and turkeys and Black Friday and Small Business Saturday, Craft Fair Sunday. <laughs> all about all about the the holiday noon in the U.S. is Thanksgiving, which if you're listening to this on the day that this episode airs, today is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Hubs. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. So, before we get to that, let's talk about this past week. All right. So, on Sunday, we kind of already talked about Sunday because it was part of our trip to Chillicothe. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Fun day, fun day, fun day. Yeah, all you need to know is that time changes and small kids do not mesh well. Nope. Elliot is still off. It's been a week and Elliot still is not really on his normal time. I feel sorry for him. He was sleepy at 6.30. We had to hold him off. He was. Until (laughs) 7.30. It's ridiculous. Poor kid. But he has these really awesome jammies that my mom got him. And they're flannel and they're really warm. They're nice and cozy. And they are very cozy. I'm very jealous. But. I think they helped him sleep. Yeah, I actually had to wake him up. Yeah, we had to wake him up a couple of times this past week. I feel feel like he wore it on Thursday and Friday, right? No, I put him in Grinch pajamas Friday night, which were also flannel, but he did not like those as much. They're also uh, like half size too big for him right now. (laughs) So he does... He actually has something that he kind of needs to grow into. It's shocking. Unlike the, the tight jeans... Yeah, unlike his skinny jeans that he wore today, which were like super skinny. (laughs) Poor kid. Those weren't six months, were they? No, they were nine to 12 months. He's a big kid. Well, Elliot just turned nine months today. He did as of the recording of this episode. Yes. So he has made it three quarters of the way around the sun, which means I have to start planning his birthday party. Oh my goodness. It's going to be right after Christmas. I mean, it's just going to be bam. Elliot's birthday. Bam, bam, bam. Do all the things. I have to figure out what his theme is going to be. I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. He, I can't believe he's going to be one. I can't either, but he's huge. So that kind of helps, but also no, please stop growing so much, baby. He's starting to say words like mama. He said mama like 30 times in a row today and I was not even mad about it. He used to say da 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 and but now he says mama consistently. Because who is better? <laughs> mama. But Monday was just an ordinary Monday. Just another manic Monday. The problem is I hung out with Marco and Julia from Truth Beer Pod on Tuesday. And Marco will sing about anything. And maybe that's starting to rub off on me. We'll see. So on Tuesday, what did you do? I recorded an episode of Truth Beer and Pod Sequences and helped add my version of the truth to the Cincinnati craft beer podcast scene. How did that go? It went really well. We had a lot of fun. I think they were kind of like, because we didn't, we hadn't met each other until I got to BC's Bottle Lodge in Montgomery. I helped put the C in BC's that day. So we start talking and we introduce ourselves and Julia introduces herself as Marco and Marco says, I'm Marco. And then I say, I'm Julia. And they're like, I can see like the little light bulb go off in their head. Like, okay, sweet. We're good. She can be one of us for the day. (laughs) But only you were lucky enough to meet Julia and Marco. Correct. Well, in my defense, you volunteered to watch the children. Well, we didn't have a babysitter, so. When I had to get there right after work. Yes. They run a very tight ship. They do. They have laminated show notes. Yeah, we don't even have that. No. I'm jealous. FedEx Kinkos is what I was told. <laughs> but yeah, you got to have fun and, and record your podcast. You recorded a lot of podcasts this week. 
I did. <laughs> you're just very busy. I'm you're, so popular. You're a big deal. I am a very big deal. One might say I am the Michael Jordan of podcasting. Oh, wait, no, no, wait, sorry. One might say I am the Michael Jackson of podcasting to your Michael Jackson of German dancing. We can't both be <laughs> Michael Jackson. You then have, I get to be Michael Jackson. You're the Joe Rogan of podcasting? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> So I had to stay home and watch the kids. I stayed home and I had to feed and bathe the kids, two kids solo. I mean, technically you didn't have to bathe them. We could have gone off <laughs> bath night schedule. No, we have to stay on schedule. But I made cheese ravioli with Alfredo sauce and meatballs. It was very yummy for leftovers the next day. Yes. And one of the raviolis exploded. So I think that was your leftover. Um, this is starting to explain some things <laughs> about my leftovers. I was going to be nice. Like, why is there no cheese in this ravioli? Yeah. Why <laughs> is this mostly meatball and Alfredo sauce? <laughs> I like the cheese. But I had a strategy because I can't bathe the kids in the bathtub together and then take one out, dry them off, put diaper on, put, you know, pajamas on and then leave one in the bathtub. It's just, that's not a good thing to do. It's not ideal. That's for sure. With uh, with little kids in water. You need to, you need to watch them. Constant vigilance. Yes. Thank you, Mad-Eyed Moody. I'm here to help. <laughs> so what I did was Elliot hung out in his in his crib and then I bathed Lily and I got Lily dressed and then she read. She literally just sat in her room reading a book. I mean, girl loves her books. But usually she like likes to run around after her bath. So I was very Well, surprised. that's before she gets clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to run after her she gets clothes on too kind of yeah so i was very surprised that she's she stayed in her room for the most part and, and read while i bathed elliot and got him dressed and i fed him a bottle put him to bed we watched reading rainbow and i put her to bed and then you finally showed up you're like hey hubs how's it going <laughs> I think at one point they were like, so we want to be cognizant of your schedule and not take up too much of your time. And I was like, Joe volunteered to watch the kids. My goal is to not get home before the kids are put in bed. So love you. Mama wanted a night out. They cut that out. <laughs> uh, that was, I think that was before we started recording. Ah, uh, Okay. So Wednesday, my mom and dad watched the kids. Uh, we had meatloaf for dinner. It was very yummy. You did good work. I do do good work. <laughs> do do. No, this meatloaf contained 0% doo doo. That is correct. Thursday, you stopped by a place called Big Ash Brewing. Yes. I found myself on a random side of town, and I have a coworker who I guess is part of the cooperative because upon briefly reading about it on their website. It is a brewing cooperative that was started in a guy's basement. And it was basically like he had the equipment, but a bunch of other people wanted to brew. So he would like give them time on his equipment. And then it kind of exploded in size. And his wife was like, hey, we need to like make this semi more legit than what it is right now. <laughs> so they purchased. Get out of my basement. Yeah. They or purchased an whatever. old restaurant and converted it into a brewery. So my coworker, I guess, is part of the cooperative because he constantly wears all of their gear. When I was talking to him, when I was talking to him about what beers I picked up, he was like, oh, yeah, I guess those are good beers. I'm assuming he brews some more traditional styles usually. So they have many different brewers? It, that's what it sounds like. That's very different. I haven't looked to see if the gnome has done an episode there. And if he hasn't, I want him to because that's like the only way I'm going to learn more about it. But it's over on in in what we like to call East Jesus Land. Yeah, it's it's way out east. Compared to where we are, at least. I mean, a little bit. So it's past Columbia, Tusculum. It's not quite Marymount, so it's in between those two areas, if you're familiar. I had what you were drinking right now. I had that on Friday, and it is, it's it's pretty delicious. Yeah. So. so the Gnome did an episode there two years ago. Not exactly two years ago, but pretty close. It was in October of 2019. So I am... 
putting that in my playlist and we'll listen to it again. Yeah, I've heard of Big Ash Brewing, but I didn't know where they were located. I assume they were in Blue Ash somewhere, but... Yeah, I kind of was thinking Blue Ash too because reasons, I don't know, Big Ash, Blue Ash, they sound very similar. Yeah, so they are not located in Blue Ash. No, they are very, very far from Blue Ash. Yes, (laughs) like they could lead opposite direction. (laughs) Like they're almost on the river. But they have a very huge outdoor patio space. It like I want to say possibly with the pandemic, they took the first like three-ish rows of their parking lot and converted it to beer garden space because it seems like semi-haphazard but not completely haphazard at this point. So we need to go there with the kids when the weather gets warm because it looks like they'll have plenty of space to run around and their menu has a variety of pizzas on it, which I don't think Lily will be mad about. Lily does like her her pizza. We had, getting out of order, we had quesadillas for lunch today, which we're pretty sure Lily kept calling pizza, but we were okay with that. I did use a pizza cutter to cut it. You did. So, I mean, she was perfectly valid in her reasoning. It's also round like a pizza. It's cut into triangles like pizza. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it must be pizza. So, Friday, you went to the doctor. I did. The foot doctor. Well, he's an orthopedic doctor, so he deals with, like, sports injuries. What did you text me when you walked in? Oh, like, everyone there was in a boot or a brace. (laughs) Those are your people. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There was a little kid, I mean, like, relatively little. He was elementary aged, who looked like he had just gotten fitted for a boot. And his mom was talking to the receptionist and was like, yeah, he didn't even do this. Like, he plays a bunch of sports, but he didn't do this, like, while he was playing sports or anything like that. It was on his day off from school for Veterans Day. (laughs) He went and broke something. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, yeah, he was messing around with his boot trying to get it comfy. So... Did you say what the doctor said? Oh, no, I did not say what the doctor said. So the doctor said that I'm doing a lot better. I get to go back in three weeks to figure out what exactly. I'm I'm probably given like a clear bill of health or whatever. And then I get to do physical therapy starting next week. So that'll be fun. Not only do you get to do physical therapy, you get to do physical therapy three times a week. If I can schedule it, which I probably won't be able to. I'll probably only go to physical therapy a handful of times. What do you mean if you can schedule it? Because their schedule is very full. So options are limited as far as scheduling times. Really? Yes. So will he not clear you if you don't? No. So talking to one of, uh, talking to the nurse... She said that they're usually pretty, like physical therapy is pretty lenient. Like they'll work with you as much as they can, but they won't be like, you have to be here and they'll give you stuff to do at home too. So Mm. you can continue on even after you have left them behind. Okay. So you're still in the boot. Still in the boot. They tried to give me a brace and I was like, hey, this seems a lot like a brace that I already have at home. And they're like, sweet, it is. We don't need to give this to you. So my collection of braces has come in handy. Booyah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, So today, Saturday, we went to get our pictures taken for our holiday card. We did. So right after we woke up, Joe was like, hey, I'm going to need you to give me a haircut. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, sweet. No pressure. (laughs) Because like if I screw this up, we can't get this fixed before our pictures. I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So I gave Joe a haircut. Joe made breakfast while we started to get ready because I have been mildly busy lately. I had not pre-planned our outfits like I was telling myself I was going to do when I scheduled this photo shoot. So I raced to figure out what we were going to wear this morning. I didn't know what I was going to wear. It was not an approved outfit. It wasn't an approved outfit? It was not. So we got dressed. We found outfits for the kids to wear in their closets. And they did okay, considering their ages and attention spans and Elliot just liking to be stoic all the time. The photographer wanted the kids to take pictures together. And the kids were mildly not okay with that. 
which required Lily and Elliot to sit next to each other, which they don't really like to do. Or more so, Lily doesn't like to sit next to her brother. Well, they both like to move. There's that too. And they both get distracted and then go opposite directions. Because they're adorable like that. She had these uh, lanterns, like decorative lanterns with... um, Full of Christmas ornaments that were really pretty. Yeah. yeah. And she said they were non-destructible. I mean, the kids didn't destroy them, so... So we... um, It was a prop for, like, her set. So she put the kids in front of them. And, of course, both kids were like, ooh, shiny. And Lily was like, oh, this is a door. It opens. Sweet. This is mine now. No, she watched her open the door because... Oh, because she had to put some more in it. Yeah, and then Lily's like, ooh, shiny. So then the photographer gave her an ornament, and then for some reason we took it away. Well, we attempted to take it away for the photos, and then Lily was like, what did you just do? And so we're like, okay, Elliot, here, you get one now. And Elliot's like, I'm going to shove this in my face. And Lily's like, I'm going to get in here and get all of them now. Yeah, because now she... She knows the secret. She knew that the door opened because she saw the photographer open it. I think we got a good photo or two of them in that (laughs) position, but I don't know. The photographer said she got a couple great ones. Yeah. I don't know if she just does that all the time or what. Well, she'll she'll work her editing magic. Can't edit in smiles, though. Uh, as long as they're smiling in at least one photo, you can kind of shift faces around. So let's see. So we we um we got our pictures taken. We picked up some supplies for quesadillas. So we could make some quesadillas for lunch. And we're pleasantly surprised by Joe's dad in the backyard when we got here. Yeah, my dad came over and he dropped off a couple of things. First, he dropped off a teeter-totter. That he made himself. That he made himself. It took him a very long time. I want to say he started in like June or something. I mean, you can't rush quality. Did he start when Opa died? No. I don't remember. I don't know. Well, we'll give him benefit of the doubt. I want to say he started in like June, which is fine. I mean, I can't build something like that. So not with that attitude. I don't know what got into him. Like, why did he want to build them a teeter-totter? I don't know. Lily got a rocking horse that his co-worker made because his co-worker makes rocking horses. And then he was all like, I'm going to make the kids a teeter-totter. And unfortunately, um, because it was kind of like lunch and then nap time, the kids have not gotten to enjoy it yet. But I'm hoping to throw them out on it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll just throw them. Literally throw them. Yeah. Yeah. The witch kid um, is going to get launched over the fence. <laughs> Elliot. Because we have a privacy fence in the backyard. Elliot first, (laughs) and then Lily every time after that. (laughs) (laughs) We have that to look forward to. Yep. But yeah, it's a a really nice teeter-totter. He did a good job, um, and the kids will enjoy it. Oh, yes, they will. Hopefully they won't be like that little elementary kid. <laughs> we'll that see. That you were talking about. But um, they, they, we put them down for a nap around one. And then um, you went to Kroger to get some ingredients for dinner. And I cleaned. Yep. I cleaned the downstairs. I didn't clean the upstairs. Nice. But then for dinner, I made chili. It was very tasty. We had the tenants over. I got some ciabatta. Some fresh made ciabatta bread from 16 Bricks Bakery. There's only one slice left. We devoured that thing. It's very yummy. It is. It was very good. I had multiple slices, more than I should have. I saw you dipping, just like in your chili, like, um, nom, nom, nom. It was a very good pairing. I was very proud of myself for that one. Yeah, it was. So that's what we did this week. So, Caroline, you look like you're bugged. Um, yeah. You look irritated. (sighs) So, Disney Plus Day was on Friday? Thursday? Well, first radio people say Friday. Okay. So, Disney Plus Day was on Friday, which was like their one-year anniversary or something. Two-year. Two-year anniversary. Oh, yeah, because Lily's two. It's their two-year anniversary. 
and they have a new show um that's super short and it's called Olaf Presents and if you have been fortunate enough to see Frozen 2 you know that during Frozen 2 Olaf gives, gives a mini summary of the first movie Frozen and it's pretty cute it's pretty adorable and it'll make you laugh so in that same vein, Olaf and sometimes Sven, um, but usually at least one or two little snowmen people, if not Marshmallow, the giant angry snowman. Will, is that his name? Yes. Marshmallow? Yes, his name is Marshmallow. <laughs> Read the subtitles, Joe. So we'll join him to help him summarize these movies. And the movies that he summarizes off of random memory are Moana, Tangled, the Little Mermaid. Lion King. No, there's another one in there. I wanted to say another one before I said Lion King. Olaf presents overview. Twelve hours later. Is it Aladdin? It is. I was just looking. Okay, so Olaf Presents is a summary of some Disney movies, specifically... Tangled, Moana, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and The Lion King. I am specifically calling out the Olaf Presents for Lion King. It is super morbid. So like the movie Lion King is a little morbid for a little bit of time. Mufasa tries to escape the, st- the stampede. Why is that so hard to say? Scar pushes him off the c- cliff because long live the king. And then he dies because stampede. Olaf basically makes that like 30 second scene into like two minutes of the three minute short. And it's very much, he's not dead yet, but he's trampled. But he's not dead yet. But he gets pushed off a cliff, but he's not dead yet. It's like worse than Lion King 2. <laughs> This again? (laughs) Bringing it back around. (laughs) Like, seriously, who decided that? So, like, Olaf in Frozen is great because he's funny, lighthearted humor. Olaf in Frozen 2 and after is, like, more adult humor and not necessarily meant for children. Hmm. I don't... I I think they really missed the mark with him in Frozen 2. No, we talk about that. He... His vocabulary, it's like he went to college. Yeah, which, okay, water has a memory. Sweet. I'm fine with that. But still kind of stick with your audience. And Disney movies aren't really meant to break the fourth wall. And Olaf has a tendency to break the fourth wall, which I'm not really a huge fan of. Some other things that Josh Gad does are probably more meant for breaking the fourth wall. Olaf, I don't think, is really an instance of that. So maybe the problem is that they kind of let Josh Gad go more towards his adult humor stuff. I don't think that's an excuse. But yeah, that shouldn't really be an excuse. The actors are literally you just read what people tell you to read. Yeah. (laughs) So. Unless you are a actor slash writer, which I don't think he is in, in this instance. Yeah. So Olaf presents not a fan of your Lion King summary. He does the parents dead in Frozen 2 also. Yeah, and I wasn't really a super huge fan of that either. But he just like super went into it for Lion King and... He did, and the little snowmen were like trampling him. Yeah, it was... They were... It was weird. Yeah, (laughs) not... Yeah, we just just need to move on uh, because it's gonna... We're gonna go all night. So you have a drink in front of you. What are you drinking? I am currently drinking a Dreaming Cow Milk Stout from Big Ash Brewing. It is 4.6% ABV and 29 IBU. The description is move over, Elise, a very dark brown ale with full body and creamy mouthfeel. The residual sweetness from lactose sugar balances the roasted malt character. Notes of milk chocolate, coffee, and caramel round out the flavor. Mild fruity slash spicy aroma from English hops made from two-row caramel chocolate, chocolate rye, roasted barley, and black malts, and East Kent Golding's hops. It's really yummy. I'm glad that I bought it. Like I said, I had this the other day, and it was fantastic. It looks like the packaging, you don't get a six-pack, you get a four-pack, but they're pints. Well, she when I bought it, she said I had the option to get six packs, and I just opted to get three four-packs instead of 
one instead of two six packs. I figured variety over quantity. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm a very big fan of dark beer, stouts, porters. I mean, we're etc. We're pretty big fans of milk stouts too. Oh yeah, that was probably we brewed a milk stout a year ago, I think. Yeah, we need to do that again. It was very tasty. I think you drank most of it. But speaking of but speaking of stouts and porters, I am drinking a Brook Robust Porter by High Green Brewing, which is based in Silverton, Ohio, suburb of the city of Cincinnati. And over on the east side, um, ABV is 6.2%. I did not see any IBUs, so I don't know what the IBUs are. But it is delicious. I, we, we, got, we picked this up at when we went to Jungle Gyms the other week. The description that I got from the website says, Rich, smooth, satisfying. Journey down this babbling brook to a sweet reward. Rich color and velvet e mouthfeel awaits in this delicious porter with hints of coffee and shortbread sweetness mm, shortbread it is very tasty so we have not been to high grain brewing nor have we been to big ash brewing i mean i have been to big ash brewing but i was not you didn't have a beer. able to pour myself a beer yeah you did not have a beer at so um they're definitely on the list i mean are very long to-do list. If there are 60 breweries in Cincinnati, we've probably only been to like 20. Yeah, we need to... Those are rookie numbers. We need to up those numbers. Yeah. So we will work on that. But in the meantime, cheers to the weekend and Lord help us in the week ahead because starting tomorrow, we are going to have to do it all over again. More crazy adventures are ahead and we will make sure to share them with you each week right here on the Craft Parenting Podcast. On to the main topic, which is all about Thanksgiving and our family traditions around the holiday. So not just Thanksgiving Day, but the Wednesday before and then Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Craft Fair Sunday, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. So that whole four-day weekend we're going to talk about that and and the significance of it first of all what is thanksgiving all about well if you're olaf it's all about everyone dying because europeans brought over diseases yes bringing it back around to what's bugging me in children's tv (laughs) but thanksgiving is all about giving thanks and spending time with your family, whether that is your blood family or your found family. Yeah, I mean, that's what's really important, right? It's not about necessarily the food or anything like that. It's about spending time with the family and your friends. And um, we're going to get really sappy really quickly. And getting really, really drunk that Wednesday night because that is the biggest drinking night of the year, apparently. Yeah, well, let's get into that, that Wednesday. Back before kids, BC before kids. BK? Children? Before Before children? Before children. Back before children, BC. um, We would go out on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We would. We would go to our favorite breweries. We would go to, well, back then when we actually did go out we we hung out at a our neighborhood bar oh in ye olden times yeah yeah it was called the neighbors which now it's not called that anymore but the wednesday before thanksgiving is significant for us because a lot of the local breweries around us they have deals on growler fills i think we mentioned this on the podcast on a podcast episode a few weeks ago we have mentioned it before we like to shop around and um bring real beer to family events versus bud light (laughs) and corona which is what my family drinks i mean they used to drink little kings I was down for that. At Christmas, not Thanksgiving, though. Ah, okay. But... Yeah, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is the biggest, it used to be the biggest drinking day of the year. A lot of people are off work. All the college students are back home, so they're drinking with all their high school buddies. Yeah, there's that. We did not fall into that because we, we are commuters and we are always home. Yeah. <laughs> so so let's move on to the big day itself, which is Thanksgiving. So what did you do when you're just like growing up? 
So we would kind of bounce between which family members' houses we would go to. Usually it would be between like my grandparents on my dad's side or my great uncle on my mom's side because he would host a bunch of people. If we were really crazy, we would go up to Columbus because I have a bunch of family up in Columbus and we would do Thanksgiving there with them. But we would just, it would depend upon the year, we would hang out with some really extended version of family because people from quite a few states around would all come back and do either Cincinnati or Columbus to hang out for the weekend. So you would get to see all sorts of people that I call aunt and uncle, even though they're like technically second or third cousins or something like that. And you would always drive, right? Oh yeah, we would always drive. We never, the only time we would fly was if we were going down to Florida to like hang out with my grandpa. Because your grandpa, the as most older Ohioans are, he was a snowbird. Yes. And this would be when he would come into town. Like the times I'm talking about is when he would come into town for Christmas because he used to fly in for Christmas and then would fly back down. And then after a certain point, he was like, mm, no, thank you. I am just going to stay down in Florida now. Yeah. I mean, it was really, I mean, that's a very big difference. It is. Weather wise. It's a very, because he was in Southern Florida. He was. He was like two hours, maybe north of Miami, which sounds pretty far until you realize that we would get to Florida at like six or seven o'clock at night. The Georgia, Florida border. We would get, yeah, we get to the Georgia, Florida border and then we would leave at like eight o'clock in the morning if not like seven in the morning and we still wouldn't get to his house until dinner time. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Florida is a really, really big state, like a long state. It's not very wide, but if you go coast to coast. Well, it, it depends on where you're trying to go coast to coast. That, I guess that's true. But yeah, so you, you go on a, you leave Cincinnati to go on a road trip and you're like, oh, this is really sweet. We're chugging along. We just got through Kentucky. <gasps> Wow, Tennessee just like flew by. I'm in Georgia. Georgia just. I'm in Georgia. And there's Atlanta. I'm in Georgia. You're stuck in traffic. Yeah, and then you drive through Atlanta at like 11 o'clock at night and there's massive amounts of traffic and you're like, what? What is going on? Five car pile up. Ten car pile up. Like, what? I don't understand. (laughs) It's not that hard to drive, okay? And not hit someone. How is there a 10 car pile up at like 1130 at night? I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but that's Atlanta. We were originally talking about traditions, I think. Yes. And what we would do Thanksgiving day. Thanksgiving day, my family and I would, uh, just like growing up, we would always go to my dad's side for lunch and my mom's side for for dinner and they were for the first you know through high school my mom's mom would host thanksgiving some well i think we would rotate it so grandma would host it and then my aunts would pick it up too so and then my oma and opa would always host it so they live on the west side my all my aunts live on the east side but my oma and opa they always made a turkey my Oma was very dedicated to making her peeled potatoes, peeled fried potatoes. They're so good, though. At, at her peak. I think we talked about this as well in the uh, German cooking episode. At her peak, I think she made 25 pounds of fried potatoes. And y'all still barely had any leftovers. Yes. And then I think after that, we kind of. Uh, toned it down a little bit we we toned it down a little bit on the potatoes yeah that that was a family favorite we would have all kinds of stuff turkey white meat dark meat Uh, like you would my grand my opa would buy a whole turkey so we would have everything that came with that most people do that wow that's a lot of work so i want to give them credit they would have to get up uh like 5 a.m. to start cooking it and stuff. Well, yeah, because they they were doing lunch. So there are some benefits and some disadvantages to doing lunch. Benefit is you have very few scheduling conflicts, but you have to put your turkey in the oven at like three o'clock in the morning. If you want it cooked. No, not that early. I think it was like five, five or six. And yeah, it was always cooked. It was always delicious. We always did the family shot. Anytime you guys get together, there's a family shot. Yeah. 
that's that's not that's not inaccurate <laughs> yeah we would do like a family toast and then there, there was of course the parade macy's day parade which would be on the background and eventually football would be on and we would kind of just be comatose as one is on thanksgiving and then if you can believe it after eating all of that we went over to east jesus land where my aunts are and we would eat more for dinner so much food but it was all so good and it was the same same deal there would always be you know turkey potatoes not the fried potatoes but like mashed potatoes candy carrots gravy um i'm getting really hungry now yeah this is this was a bad idea (laughs) i mean Um, this was a good idea but this was a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna rival that german food episode And then when we started dating, we had three different Thanksgivings to choose from. We had to decide how we were going to make things a little more fair as far as being able to see all sides of the family, which wasn't necessarily easy. No, and it wasn't always fair either. Because as we said, my dad's side always does lunch. So who does lunch on Thanksgiving? No one does lunch on Thanksgiving, (laughs) except my my dad's side. So then your uncle decided quite a few years ago that he was going to do Thanksgiving. Yeah, so then we had to figure out how to, and he lives in... Almost ox, like Hamilton. Yeah, he lives in Hamilton. He lived in Hamilton at the time. Yeah. So it was okay. Like there is physically not a way that we can go to one house for dinner and the other house for dessert because they're literally on opposite sides of the count. Well, they're not even in the same county, but they're like opposite sides of the county. Yeah. So he. So if you don't know Cincinnati, your uncle lived super north of Cincinnati. Like it takes 45 minutes to get to get there from our house, which is basically yeah, it's my own uncle's house. My, my own and uncle lives like two minutes away. And then my, my aunts, when they would host Thanksgiving. They live a half hour in the opposite direction. They live 45 minutes from our house, but super, super east. Like if you take a map, you see west side, just east. Yeah. It's, so it's... They're, there was no really good way to make that work. <laughs> so we would alternate, I guess, dinner each year. But we would always go to my Omanopa's house for lunch because no one would do lunch. No. There, but when your uncle didn't do Thanksgiving, your mom would do Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that made things a little bit easier to like go to her house between the two. So we would get to kind of see everybody at least for a little bit. And my Aunt Joan, do you remember the crafts she always, like the nameplates? that she made oh yeah she'd find pictures of you and she'd make you your own personal napkin holder so you knew where you were supposed to sit the year after it was the the same same year it was the same napkin holder except the year that we got you the werewolf costume and then your napkin picture became your werewolf costume oh did it it did (laughs) that's funny i forgot about that (laughs) because everyone was like what's up with this and we're like oh that's joe (laughs) but for the most part they all stayed the same and they were always pictures of our youth so it would be like seven-year-old joey yeah (laughs) instead of old however old i am ancient joey but it was always a really really big day for us we would do a lot of driving a lot of eating so much eating <laughs> we, and the cousins were all there as well so yeah i always liked thanksgiving because there was i don't know it was it's i mean there's obviously christmas but i like thanksgiving too well you get to see all of the people but you don't have to worry about presents there is a lot more emphasis on the food though yeah, we would always try to divvy up the food as much as possible. Yeah, so it's not like one person's making everything. Though I did that last year. It wasn't great, but I was only cooking for five people. Last year? Yeah, I made mini Thanksgiving for us and Mom and Larry because oh. we didn't have Friendsgiving. Gotcha. Um, Is there anything else you want to say about Thanksgiving itself? I don't think so. We would always drive too. We, didn't, we don't have any family outside the city that we would always drive any significant like clusters of family outside of this of the city of Cincinnati there we do have cousins that live here and there but they would always fly in when possible but of course after Thanksgiving there is Black Friday which we do not celebrate that proper way to we don't do that Black Friday is is the day 
is supposedly the day when retailers go from the red to the black. So in their books. Yeah. So when their books go from negative for the year to positive is around that same time. Yeah. And they also have a bunch of deals if you want like electronics or or whatever you want to get for Christmas. If you're doing Tickle Me Elmo. Yes. And for doing Christmas shopping, Black Friday deals are a thing that happen. Not so much anymore. Those are trying to do like Black Friday. They're, you can just do stuff online now. Yeah, they're trying to do Black Friday like the day after Halloween, though. Uh, no, thank you. Like it's the entire month of, it's online stuff. It's the entire month of November now. Oh my goodness, that's just ridiculous. But, well, ridiculous or not, we don't take part in it either way. (laughs) One year, technically, we did. My friend's brother was saying that he was going to go shop for Black Friday. He and his friends were going to pick up, like, two things for sure. And we're thinking about getting some other things as well. And I was like, hey, well, while you're out and about, here's this deal on this TV because my mom needs a new TV. I will give you half the money now, and then I'll give you the other half upon receipt of the TV since y'all are going out anyway. And if you don't get it, just give me my money back and it's fine. They got the TV because I started to pay him for it and a toaster, which was not the list of things that they wanted to buy. (laughs) But that after going through all of that, they're like, yeah, no, we didn't really want that stuff as much as we thought we did. And I'm like, well, at least I got a TV out of it. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't go out and get the TV. No. If you wouldn't have been going out, I would have just kind of waited until later to figure out what to do about the TV situation. But like we said, we don't, we stay away, stay away from the crowds. Even before COVID, we don't, we don't like crowds. People are, are crazy when it comes to deals. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous, but... At least they used to be. You do you. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kinder? No. Oh, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, yes. Which, I love that movie, and we used to have it on VHS, and... It got, it got poo-pooed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we, do, we, we also do not have the capability to play VHS. I don't even think at my mom's house that she has that anymore. I don't think she does either. So even if it didn't, if it... But anyway, I don't even think you can buy it anymore. And it's not streaming anywhere, so... I feel like we've seen it semi-recently, but I don't remember how. I'm sure it's on the cable channels. But in this movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, his character's son, really wants a Turbo Man doll. So it's Thanksgiving or it's after Thanksgiving and he I think it's like Christmas Eve. Like he ridiculously waited way too long. Okay, so it's like Christmas Eve. It's like the Christmas is right around the corner and his son is super excited about this doll. And he's told his wife that he bought one already. He's like, yeah, I took care of that ages ago. Yeah. And he did not. So he's going out and shopping and there are door busters and people are just going nuts over this doll, trying to find this doll. That That's how I imagine Black Friday being. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve when he decides to try to get this super rare doll. That's that. It was just in high demand. I don't know if it was rare, but really funny movie. But uh, that, that's how that, that, that scene when, when the doors open and everyone's going crazy. Yeah. And they're like fighting over the doll. <laughs> it's really funny. That's how I imagine Black Friday is. So we stay away. If the weather is good, this is when we put up the Christmas decorations. Yeah. So we'll go outside and we'll hang up the lights. Even when I lived at home, that's when we would do that. If you want to go out and crowds are your thing, I know there are some breweries who are doing some special releases, like barreled aged and really delicious dark stouts and porters. Yeah, breweries run with a black theme. Yeah. Brink in particular, shout to Brink and College Hill. They just keep announcing more and more beers that they have planned for Black Friday. I think they're at least four different variants. Maybe they'll get me out of the house since I'm not cooking a turkey this year. When I was growing up, our family tradition Thanksgiving weekend was to see a movie and we would go out to eat. So we would always, one year we saw Jack Frost. When the Harry Potter movies came out, we saw those. 
He saw all kinds of movies as a family before Jenna, mostly. And going out to eat was rare, so it was a really nice treat. So every every Thanksgiving weekend, that's what we would do. But the last couple of Black Fridays, before the pandemic at least, we always hosted Friendsgiving, which I don't know if, if this show started it, but if the show Friends? I think they're kind of credited with it. I mean, people have been doing it for a long while, but it slowly started to gain popularity the last few years. Yeah, I think it's because Netflix bought the rights and... Everybody watched Friends 30 times. Everyone is streaming Friends. People are stressing more about found family versus blood family these days, too. But we have Friendsgiving on Black Friday to hopefully not interfere with people's Thanksgiving Day plans and... I roast a turkey and maybe, and I make the gravy. Maybe I'll do one other side. Um, I think I, I do appetizers usually. But then everybody else brings the side dishes. So it's nice because you get to see a wide variety of recipes. I use the same recipe for the turkey every year. And I've asked people if I should change it and they say no. So apparently the recipe that I found is pretty good. The first year we did it though, our oven was very tiny and scary. It was an apartment sized oven. It's the oven that came with the house. It was ridiculously tiny. Yes. And so I wasn't sure whether or not I would be able to roast a turkey in our oven so i took my turkey who i was he fred the first year or did we not name him the first year there's fred and jen and uh i don't think we named the turkey the first year but i also started giving the turkeys names because i'm also cool like that at some point first year i didn't think our oven would be big enough to roast a turkey so i drove my turkey my roasting pan, all my fixins, and my food processor over to Mom and Larry's house. And then Larry <laughs> kept an eye on my turkey. As it was cooking. As it was cooking while I was over here getting the house ready. And then I had to drive back over to their house to pick up the turkey, which fortunately Larry had cut for me already. I thought I picked it up. Maybe you picked it up. I don't know. Someone Somehow the turkey got picked up. The next year, we decided, okay, we'll see if we can fit it in the oven. If I can't fit turkey in the oven, though, we're screwed. Like, well, I'm going to have to go back to Mom and Larry's house. So I took the roasting pan and I put the frozen turkey in the roasting pan just to see if I could close it in the oven. And I could. So our super sketch oven cooked at least two turkeys before we had our kitchen remodel. And once we had our kitchen remodel, I felt like I was in heaven. Are you sure it did? It cooked too? Because didn't we start Friendsgiving when we bought the couch? When did we buy the couch? I don't remember. It's 2016, right? Maybe 2016. And we did the kitchen remodel in 2018. So maybe we did only cook one turkey in our oven before the kitchen remodel. I was super happy with the new kitchen. But so we started off with just like... I think pretty much everybody could fit around our dining room table with all the leaves in. And maybe we had a folding table attached to our dining room table. 2019, when we did Friendsgiving, we had three card tables (laughs) plus our dining room table with a folding table attached to it, I think. And we had a kid's table in the middle of the kitchen. That's right. Ricky was sitting at the kid's table. He was sitting on the floor. At the kids' table, supervising his children. <laughs> so we had a very big crew here because we would slowly add pe- we would add people in every year. We're not hosting Friendsgiving this year. Hopefully next year we can bring that back. With people living in our basement, with COVID still being a thing, we're kind of hesitant to bring it back around. Two small kids, yeah. two dogs, and two... The two small kids don't quite help either. Basement dollars. <laughs> Things are just way too crazy right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if our friends want to host Friendsgiving, by all means. I mean... I will I will bring the salad. I will eat your turkey. <laughs> Friendsgiving is really fun. I miss it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's... It's nice because a lot of our friends are very good cooks. The majority of our friends are very good cooks. And so since they don't really have to have any pressure coming into the event because they're not doing any of the like heavy lifting for things, they make some really, really good sides. They all bring their A game. And I am always here for that. So for those counting at home, we usually have three, at least three Thanksgivings. (laughs) At least three Thanksgivings. Exactly. And then one of our friends says that he has five Thanksgivings that he usually goes to, and he likes my turkey the best. 
And that's all that matters. <laughs> Are you going to name, put a name to that? No. You're going to not reveal your sources? No, I don't have to reveal my sources. You know my source. <laughs> that's all that matters. It's her mother. It is not, but she also really likes my turkey. So <laughs> I haven't had anyone complain about it yet. It's a really good turkey. After Black Friday, there's Small Business Saturday, which is a made-up thing by MasterCard. Uh, I think it was American Express, actually. A made-up thing made up by American Express, where you're supposed to support small businesses on Small Business Saturday. Which I used is... to do a craft fair, Small Business Saturday, because I remember promoting it, being like, hey, shop small this Small Business Saturday. Buy stuff <laughs> from me. Yeah. Please buy stuff from me poor college student um but which is fine if you want to if you want to shop small on saturday this is the saturday after thanksgiving that that's perfectly fine and Uh, sometimes you can find some pretty pretty good deals yeah so like i got a really nifty tote bag from the local yarn shop i don't even think i was purposefully shopping small that day like we had decided we were gonna go to college hill coffee yeah and i was like hey while we're here i'm gonna go buy me some yarn oh yeah it's small business saturday oh i spent enough money to get this tote sweet you use that tote a lot i did before zoe chewed a hole in it yeah i need to sew it yeah so if you want to support small businesses on saturday i'm not gonna shame you for that but reminder small businesses operate all year yeah so don't just support them on small business saturday support them all the time whenever you can because i know a lot of them are struggling yeah they don't with the pandemic but they're starting to get towards the end of their extra cushion a lot of places don't have cushions but yeah small businesses are really important to the community so make sure you support you support them shop small shop local shop often as your budget will allow yeah of course yeah don't don't overdo it obviously um so this is the part of the episode where we're gonna get a little sappy we're gonna be our own little hallmark movie are we gonna meet in a small town because i was forced out of the big city to come help my grandmother close up her quilting shop and then i realized that i have a love for quilting and this big strong farm boy is gonna help me re uh re uh, what like reconnect myself with nature and then we're gonna fall in love and move into a big farmhouse that he refinished for his future wife are you making this up this is golden i am because <laughs> i know you don't watch the hallmark channel <laughs> i don't one because well mostly because we don't have cable we don't have cable. Your mom doesn't have cable. So that was pretty good. I'm going to have to go back and type up that screenplay. We'll make millions. <laughs> Billions, trillions. Look over, move over, Elon Musk. We're coming for you. So yeah, we're going to get a little sappy and we're going to talk about what we're thankful for because we have a lot to be thankful for. We do. So do you want to start? Okay. So we'll start off with the cliche things. We're thankful for the roof over our heads. Everyone in the house is healthy. I'm mostly back together now, so it counts. We have everything we need, even if we don't have everything we want. We love each other very much, etc. All the sappy standard things to be thankful for. In addition, we're thankful for being able to watch Lily and Elliot grow up together, even if sometimes they just tolerate each other. It's nice seeing them grow and learn together, especially as they're starting to interact more as Elliot gets bigger. Well, speaking of Elliot, he was born this year. It seems like it was a very long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like, what? It's a combination of where has the time gone and, oh my goodness, that was... Like two seconds ago. I I think that all kind of means the same thing, though. (laughs) But he was born healthy and happy. And that's what I'm grateful for. A healthy, happy kid. Yeah. And mother, of course. Being able to help family save money by living in our basement. Larry, of course, put in his time. He put in his blood, sweat, and tears into remodeling the basement. And, of course, we helped. I took yeah. a, I took a couple of days off. I took I took some time off. That was more for the backyard. Yeah, so um I helped him, you know, drill. Put put I helped him put the 
the drywall up, hang the drywall. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he did most of the framing. He did the. He schematic. did a lot of stuff all he, on his own. He did all the planning and the schematics. I did the. I did. I did the waterproof painting. I did the painting of the walls. I did the painting of the floor and all that. But he did the really really hard part because our house is old. Yeah, he like rewired half the house. Well, he he rerouted half the house. Yeah, that's probably more accurate because he didn't go into the walls. But yeah, he uh, really, really Helped bring our house up to code. Yeah, yeah, and thank God he did that because we the, definitely the, wouldn't have space for them. This no, uh, well, no, the stuff that he found were definitely fire fire hazards. But he did that in 2020, and God bless him. And it took him. From September until December, so is that four months? Yeah, and, and it, it wasn't like he was working on it every day either. He took some time off. Yeah, he was probably working three days a week, two days a week, but he spent a lot of time and energy on that. And then when they decided to sell their house, they told us in May, hey, we're going to sell our house. And we're like, um, did you think this through? Where are you going to go? And, and they're like, how how long do you think that we'd be able to like live at your house? Like a month, two months? I don't even think they brought that up. I think we brought that up. Uh, but you were saying that they were trying to look for apartments. and it, They couldn't find anything. It was non The supply is non-existent. And no one wants to do month to month if they can avoid it, which right. is what they would have wanted to do. Right. Because they were building a house and their house is supposed to break ground in September 1 and be ready by November 2. Of course, that got pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Not as much as you would think, but I did get pushed back. So um, they didn't want to get locked into like a multi-year lease. So they moved into our basement because, hey, you're the ones that made it possible. <laughs> yeah. In the, well, Larry's the one that made it possible in the first place. So we thought that was the right thing to do. And um, they got a really good deal in their house. They did. Like when they sold their house. So because the market is insane. So a little bit. So yeah, we not only saved them money, but we kind of repaid that debt. Yeah. Because we didn't really pay him. I mean, we paid him in. We other... paid him in beers and food. and. Yeah, I, gave, I, I went on a quest in 2020 to get a lot of Oktoberfest beers. And, and I think I got like seven or eight Oktoberfest beers from different breweries around town or something. Not as much as the gnome, but it was a lot. A few. We're also thankful that their house has siding and doors that lock. So we're getting into the home stretch of them being able to move into their house. I'm also thankful that we support each other through our individual crazy endeavors. When I asked Joe, hey, there's this craft fair. Should I get back into the craft fair game? He is like, yes, you can do this. You should do this. Get some craft supplies out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm buying more craft supplies. Wait, what? You know about the fleece that's coming in. Okay. Nothing (laughs) other than that, I hope. Nope. Uh, And then there's your ankle, too. Yeah, which is slowly getting better. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, I'll be mostly back to normal. Yeah. Um, Of course, last but not least, uh, we are thankful for our listeners. Oh, yeah. Thank you for helping us decide to keep doing this. Because this is episode 37. We've been doing this for 37 weeks. Elliot was two weeks old when we started. Yes. He was in a little bouncer next to me. He was so tiny. Like, he was big. But, like, especially compared to now, he was so tiny. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he didn't even make any noise either in that first episode. Nope. He was just like, I'm chilling in my bouncer. I get to listen to Mama talk. This is the best. But, yeah, we are thankful f- to all of our friends and family and all of our supporters um, who support this show and other Cincinnati beer podcasts and help make an awesome community. Yeah, it's a great community. By this time, we're, when is the Beers Booze Bone? Is that next Saturday? Uh, Yes, that is in a week. So we will have more on that later. But I'm super stoked for that too. Should we bring equipment and attempt to record something while we're there? No, we shouldn't do that. That would be a bad idea. We would ruin some equipment. Let's not do that. I'll just do lots of Snapchats. (laughs) Or Instagram Lives or something. Instagram Lives. (laughs) That's a thing, right? I don't don't know. Social media. You can go live, but he's going to watch. Everyone, all of our followers are going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Not Um, all of them, but yeah, a few of them will be. 
So now it is time for Joe's Dad Joke of the Week, and I have a Thanksgiving-themed joke. If there is one thing that I can say about your Dad Joke of the Week that is almost always true, it might not always be funny, but it is on topic. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, so here it is. Caroline, how do you tell the difference between turkeys and chicken? I don't know. Size? Well, this is what I was thinking. Chickens celebrate Thanksgiving. (laughs) You made me giggle. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How many giggles is that? I don't know. We should probably keep a tally. That does it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening. We want to hear from you. If you have ideas for a show topic, if you have comments about our previous show, maybe you really liked it, maybe you really liked it, or you learned something new, there are many ways to get in touch with us to give us this feedback. Send us an email at craftparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at craftparentingpodcast to get updates on when new episodes have dropped, see pictures of our adorable kids, and more. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Make sure to share the show with your friends, your family, or that random guy at the grocery store. It's what helps our show grow. You can also send us stuff to our awesome P.O. Box. Craft supplies, pineapples, these are things that we are accepting amongst many others at our P.O. Box. All of this information is available on our beautiful website, which is www.craftparentingpodcast.com. Go check it out. That's where we post the show notes. Plus, we have lots of awesome blog posts about some of the stuff that doesn't make it into the podcast. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe to the show. We are listed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about every podcast app out there. And with that, I'm Joe. And I'm Caroline. See you next time on the Craft Parenting Podcast. Okay, we are recording. Did you hit the big red button? Yes, I hit the big red button. Yay. Do you remember that website from way, way back in the day? Don't push the button. Vaguely. I somehow have that website stuck in my head now. I remember people posted links in their About Me on AOL, on AIM, Mm -hmm. and it played a video that just said, you are an idiot. I remember that. Yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? It was probably a virus. It's probably why my computer always crashed.